I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. This is the Beluga Tunes podcast. Andy here. Thank you so much for deciding to listen to the Beluga Tunes podcast. What have we in store for you this week? Well, I shall tell you. Uh, I sat down to watch Strangers on a Train, the Hitchcock film. And I'll be giving my thoughts on that. I also talk about uh, Beluga Weekly number 68, the classic episode of Beluga Weekly. Yeah, um, that, that I did several years. It must have been 2009, 2010, I think. Well, definitely after 2010, or yeah, around that time. It wasn't 2009. 2010. Let's say 2010. Who cares? Uh, there's also um, the six-minute shout-out. Don't tell them, Andrew. Don't tell them what happens in that one. We've got to keep it a secret. And I also just ran, rambled on about uh, how miserable I get sometimes. <laughs> and that's, that's, it's a lot of fun to hear me talk about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, as well as um, ideas for uh, future issues of new stuff and a possibility of a Beryl and Stan comic. Was that something that I definitely like, definitely would like to do? All of that is coming up. So let's begin with my little... Uh, it's not a review. I, I can't say review. It, that, that, that just wouldn't be right because I, 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 <laughs> I can't call myself a, prof- a professional critic. But um, here are my thoughts on the movie Strangers on a Train. So one thing that, or two things actually, that I seem to keep forgetting in this segment is... uh, Deciding on whether or not I would see see this again, and the other one is um, remembering to mention next week's film. And I, I think I did well to begin with because I, I, I kind of figured that, that I might have difficulty remembering. Um, and I think it's because I, I like to keep it until the end of the segment, so I'll just try and make a mental note on that. So yeah, Strangers on a Train, um, Hitchcock film, um, and yeah, I, I I love Hitchcock films. Um, and this 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 is one that I I have seen. I've seen quite a lot of Hitchcock films uh, with my parents. I, I tend to associate it with uh, kind of sitting down with my parents and spending the evening watching a, a classic. Um, yeah, and uh, I uh, I would say that uh, I, yeah, cause I. I guess this one is is quite quite popular among um, among his his many productions, but 
it isn't quite up there with um, Psycho or Vertigo or Rear Window or North by Northwest, any of those ones. Uh, I think this this is one that uh, people kind of remember. They, they sort of they they, they know it, that it is one of of Hitchcock's films, but um, yeah, um, I. Uh, it's funny because I, I, I think this might be the third time I've seen it now. Um, and what I would say is that, uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I would I, I would also say this about a lot of the films that I've seen recently. It it kind of has a silly story, um, and uh, there, there are certain things that I, I don't really know about. You know, I'm, <laughs> it's probably not, not not really something that I. Um, I, I can describe that well, because uh, it, it's 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 just so quintessentially Hitchcock. I think once again, this is something that's just it, you know you you can tell that you know he has his fingerprints all over it in the best possible way. Um, a good example is that is the uh, is the murder scene um, where the woman's glasses fall off, and you you can see her being strangled. In the reflection of the, of the pair of glasses, we have a close-up of the lens of the glasses as, it li- as they lie there on the floor, and you can kind of see um, a darkened image of her being silenced and strangled to death. And once again, I find myself thinking, why do I like these these films so much? Well, here, here's one where um, the murderer is the bad guy. Um, and the thing is, because he he has this idea that you can you can I don't know get away with a murder if if you're murdering somebody else's target victim. That to me just it 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 it, it didn't I, yeah because I think that one of the things that I just really wasn't buying is that the um the innocent guy the the, the one who doesn't go through with it. That um, he he would actually allow this crazy man to manipulate him and be like you know um, you, you know you have a motive therefore they're gonna think you're just as bad as me and that we plan this together because I I don't know I I didn't see anything that would have been conc- concrete evidence that the uh, the the tennis player, the innocent, the one who's who has no intention of killing anyone, um, that, that he he was part of the scheme because, um, yeah, it, it kind of made it, it kind of ended up looking like that, and he does actually have a. There's a scene on where he's on the phone to. Um, to someone, I forget, I forget which character he's talking to, but. Um, he says in a loud voice, "Sometimes I just want to strangle her." And um, that, that's that's the one thing that, that kind of uh, looks in that, uh, that the idea that he he's, he's kind of gradually being framed as time goes on. But I think because he gets in too deep, because he allows it to happen, he doesn't go to the police. He he decides that he can't get away with it. And I don't know. I just don't. I I, I don't particularly buy that. But it, but it's, it's funny how. Yeah, I I was talking about American Psycho a, f- a few weeks earlier, and um, you could make the, the argument that it's no more 
ridiculous than that. So yeah, um, I would say that I, I I think this is more deserving. Like I said before, it's it's not as it doesn't seem to be as popular. It doesn't seem to have that longevity as um, Psycho and other more well-known Hitchcock films. But I I, I really feel like it should. There was actually um, an episode of the Radio 4 series, John Finnamore's Souvenir Program, that was a, um, a parody of Strangers on the Train. It was very well done. Uh, and actually, because I think I was in the audience for that one, uh, that that was actually one that I I got, I got a ticket to see. It was one of one of the first recordings for that that entire show, that that, that series. And yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed that, um, especially with uh, Alfred Hitchcock himself um, act, uh, acting as a, like a, a steward. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was lovely. Would I watch it again? See, I didn't forget. Uh, yes, because. But yeah, th- th- this is one that I have seen a few times, and I intend on seeing it a few more. Right, so uh, tell me, Internet, what film will I uh, be talking about in next week's episode? The Abyss, 1989. I'll take uh, two cheese pizzas and some crazy bread! <laughs> It's time for the six-minute shout-out. So let's spin the internet wheel right now. Here it goes. Round and round and round and round and round. and Right, what is it going to land on? Is it going to be a YouTuber? Is it going to be another podcast? Is it going to be a DeviantArt account, maybe? Um, it's stopping. Ah, oh, here we go. Now, get ready for the most adorable thing you've ever seen. This is uh, John Oliver and Cookie Monster this week. The uh, perfect team up. There, there, there are a few of these actually, a few, a few videos, um, and they've only just come to my attention. Once again, um, they've been around for, for for a couple of years. Been on been on YouTube for a couple of years now, and I, I'm, I'm, I've just uh, just noticed them. Recently, um, but yeah, the the because um, there there is one on the uh, the the official Sesame Street YouTube channel, and uh, it I I can't really do it justice. Um, the thing is, here's the thing because I I love John Oliver, um, and and you know I. I do associate him mostly with his political satire, and um, I'm a big fan of Last Week Tonight. I love what he does on there, and obviously that is very, very much adult humour. It's um, jokes aimed towards uh, mature audiences. So seeing him on the Sesame Street channel is just—it's hilarious because he—he's just—he—he he just brings this. This very kind of British politeness and just just uh, gentlemanly manner while while he's he's talking to he's talking to Cookie Monster um, about the the difference between um, cookies in the UK and and America. But yeah, I 
the the, uh, the first one I came across because I, I kept um, seeing a video from the um, Mashable YouTube channel. Um, this kept this was being recommended to me a lot, and it's a uh, it's a blooper reel. It says John Oliver and Cookie Monster outtakes, and the, and the weird thing is, I was I was getting this video as a recommendation over and over again, but it was never actually showing me the the original for some reason. It was just showing me the outtakes. Um, so it turns out that, that Mashable have a video of John Oliver and Cookie Monster doing a humorous news report. And again, very clean, very child-friendly humour. Um, I am actually playing the YouTube videos. You might be able to hear them in my headphones. It's not really any use for <laughs> to have sound coming through. Yeah, um, but it, you know, this is definitely worth seeing because it, it's like a Sesame Street sketch. Um, except th this wasn't done for Sesame Street, this was done for Mashable. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. And the bloopers, like, if you watch that afterwards, um, it's hilarious. Because every time you see a blooper reel from a, a Muppet or Jim Henson Creature Shop production, um, the characters are, are always in character. Like the puppeteers, they they carry on with the you know, make believing that these these puppets are real, because it, it it's it's almost like a kind of method acting, not not like the annoying kind, but the the kind where you 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 want to give the puppets a, a life, so naturally you you just keep at it, you just uh, stay in the zone. So when something goes wrong, when they, when they go off script, these puppeteers are improvising and keeping the, the, the puppets um, going as, as if they, they do have life in them. Because you know, it, it's easy to underestimate how much um, hard work goes into puppeteering. Um, even if it looks like, as I suppose with, uh, with Sesame Street and The Muppet Show, the characters look like they should be fairly easy to operate. But I think that's the thing, that it, it is apparently a lot harder than it looks. And what what the, what the Jim Henson puppeteers do is, um, is yeah, you know, as I say, sort of bring life into them. They actually make them animated, and 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 uh, they they have to get into character using their hands and everything, and keeping the the you know, the the, um, the characters identifiable, like all, all of their traits and mannerisms. That, that you know, it has to all be there uh, on show, and it's incredible, and and it's it's hilarious fun to see John Oliver working with the Cookie Monster Cookie Monster puppet, <laughs> and 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 talking to him just like you know, this this is a performer that he's working with, like he isn't talking to the the, the puppeteer, he's talking to Cookie Monster. So yeah. Um, and and there, so there are a few of these videos. You've got the uh, the news report. You've got the blooper reel, the outtakes for the news report. Um, it's a it's W Erd or Word Channel Seven News with John Oliver and Cookie Monster. That's the one, and you'll get access to the the outtakes as well. Um, yeah, uh, and then of course Sesame Street. That, that video is the Furchester Hotel. John Oliver has bad news for Cookie Monster. Yeah, um, and they did also put up a, 
a teaser on the last week tonight channel. But yeah, so he's done a lot with with Cookie Monster. That that is just uh, wonderful in so many ways. All right, we got it. Okay, well I told you, the, the things in the UK are not that different from the US. Yes, yeah. Biscuit Monster. Well, you know, sorry, what Biscuit Monster? Who who Biscuit Monster? What are you talking about? You are Biscuit Monster. What? No, 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 it's me, you. me, me, Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Yeah, Cookie Monster. That oh, me name. That's funny. What what's a cookie? What? A cookie? Yeah, what is, what is a cookie? Oh, no. Oh, no, no me knew no. it. No, me no, no, no. knew things would be different in UK. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. no co- Biscuit monster. Cookie. Cookie monster. Cookie. No, no, we have them. We have them. We have them here. Here, look. They know I have cookies. They know I have cookies in UK. What do you do? What do you do? Look, look, look. Look, look. There, there. There's one right there. There you go. That's cookie. It's a chocolate chip biscuit. Wait. We're going to be best. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Friends. Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir. Do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know. Uh, But it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's flubber. The fump. What is the fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London's Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, 
The one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. It's Beluga Weekly time, so I'm going to go with Beluga Weekly number 68. Because this week I'm, I'm going to go for one that I, I'm quite pleased with. Um, this one I'm very pleased with because it has a background, and that's very, very unlike me. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it, we're, we're out in this street, and uh, there's a blind man who has a guide dog. And the guide dog is asking a pedestrian, he's basically, he's just saying, Sorry, you've got me all confused. Could you, uh, could you draw me a map to the park? Uh, and that's basically it. That's that. That's the uh, the episode right there. And <laughs> well, yeah, I I thought this was a good one. <laughs> Personally, I, I suppose it's it, it, it's not. It doesn't work the same way when I I say I don't know. The the idea is that he's not a very good guide dog. Uh, there's a little uh, bit of a bit, uh, bit of inside information here. Um, <clears throat> I ended up calling this character Dud, this uh, guide dog, because um, I I know someone who has a guide dog called Dudley. So he's basically a cartoon version of Dudley, and uh, we we've seen his owner in two episodes of Blue Weekly. This one being the first. First one where he actually appears, and um, both he and his owner. Yeah, uh, and just like all the other animals in in Beluga Weekly, he can talk. He can do stuff like a person. I suppose I was watching a lot of Family Guy at the time, so yeah, I um, he, he he does kind of it slightly resembles Brian in the way that he. His posture, like the, um, the the kind of basic shape, the proportion of the the character. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I have to talk about a single panel comic for for six minutes. This is a bit of a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, like I said, I I did actually draw a, a background. Um, I must have spent a little bit of time. I decided it would be it'd be worth the energy <laughs> for this. Yeah, um, I I think because it, it it looks good. I think because I I was into making backgrounds in a, like in a slightly paler color. I think I I added a filter that kind of lightened the background to make sure that the, the characters. Um, stood out enough because I the, the the problem with back backgrounds sometimes is that you know I, I certainly find uh, they they can make make things look a bit messy. Like the, the the background and the foreground can sometimes um, it it you know it just kind of blends a bit, and, that, and you don't want that. You want the want you want to. Uh, to to establish uh, the the um the characters in the foreground uh, and that's one of the reasons I, th I think why I decided I was just going to be lazy after that and just um 
put put in the a kind of um, appropriate appropriate colours and just keep it very kind of solid, very very um, very sort of basic colouring. Because I, I still wouldn't, <laughs> I, I can't pretend that I'm any anything of a colourist. Um, yeah, I. I think it's funny because Blue Weekly it, it it is a thing that I I've, I kind of decided that I'm going to take full control of, and the problem with that is um, I, I I do have to be aware of my of, of what limitations there might be, and kind of be be realistic in uh, in knowing what what I'm actually good at what I can actually do and can uh, I um and yeah uh it's it's something that um you know I I, I kind of I, I I get along with it all right it it, it, it is just a, like, a fun thing that I do it, it it's never really the, the there aren't really any there's nothing really at stake um, if if, uh, if if it doesn't go well. You know, I, I I don't really have anything to lose, really. But um, I think, cause, yeah, I I do like to make sure that, that uh, whatever I do, that there is kind of a purpose to it, you know. Um, yeah, so I I've been trying to. Uh, Give it my best, even though it's it's not it's not something that I you know you can't expect too much. Um, well, I I um I, I mainly just just do cartooning, so so yeah, it, it's one of those things. I uh, yeah I, I, <laughs> I I thought this one came out quite well, as I said, and it, you know it isn't it's a nice little. Uh, kind of kind of nod to um, my, my my friend's dog. <laughs> well, on the bright side, we now get cable. I was feeling a little bit weary earlier. Just had one of those days uh, where I just don't feel like doing anything. Um, but I, I've had dinner, and that seemed to um, to make make me feel a little bit better. You know, <laughs> food always. <laughs> It, it it always seems to do the trick. <laughs> That's the thing, though, because I um I I do lose track of how long I'm waiting between excuse me between each meal because um yeah I just, I just have, I have a bit of a, a weird routine um yeah because uh, because today I I spent a lot uh I spent double the amount of time at work in the morning because. Uh, uh, oh yeah, there there there's some changes going on, and just at the last minute, it turns out I'm I'm not going to get home by uh, nine o'clock. So yeah, that that was a little bit tough. It it, it does it it gets you know it, it it does bring me down a bit when it's like oh no, I'm, I'm <laughs> extra work, poor me. But <laughs> it's it's nothing really, I suppose. But yeah, you know, it just—I just start to feel it later on. That's, that's the real thing. It's like, 
it's it's it, it's kind of annoying at first. I think it's it's when uh, when when the um, when I'm when I'm actually starting to feel tired at the wrong time of day. I'm sort of feel, I'm starting to feel tired and hungry. Like, like there's this emptiness. I start to feel like oh, this is, <laughs> this is all just just um, a really miserable time. And then I, I have a couple of burgers, and then that seems to <laughs> bring me round. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, I was just looking at my own uh, my own work. Yeah, it's, it's a nasty habit. Actually, yeah, I I, sh- I should be doing that because it, it it does mean that I'm uh, learning about uh, how I can improve and all of that. So yeah, um, when when I did the throwback Thursday for this week. I decided to go for something a little bit different because normally I, I I just scan an old drawing and upload it to my website and and also Twitter. This time I thought because it's been it's been well over two years since I brought out the first issue of New Stuff, and I feel like New Stuff is is probably not gonna go out. I don't think I'm gonna officially declare it dead. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if, because the last one I did was the April the 1st issue, which is not a joke. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I really shouldn't do that during a recording. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I I just thought, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just reminisce on that, that very first issue of Beryl and Stan. And because Beryl and Stan always seem to to lend themselves really well with humorous uh, narratives and yeah I I reckon I might do some more stuff with them I think that would be that would be fun because um, I uh, I had this idea I, I do have a script that I intend to make into a comic because I think it was going to be another new stuff issue but if you've been keeping up with this podcast, I've talked a lot about just uh, one-shot issues because I think that's what I should try, you know, in order to experiment and uh, really decide on what ideas I think are actually going to work. Yeah, I, um, I'm i better off doing some one-shots. So Baron and Stan are going to have their own comic at some point. That, that That's what I intend. I, I hope to get around to that. Um, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm tr- I'm trying to keep it so that I'm not under any pressure because I yeah you know, I I proved that I can bring out a comic a month, but the problem with that is that it becomes less of a fun thing that I can do, and and more of a chore. I think that. Um, and, and and that's when it, it just really gets in the way of lots of other things, because I you know I um, I'm really getting into the things like cows play and also on Tuesdays when I I do the um, improvement blogs, you can see these both on bluegatoons.com and the Bluegatoons Facebook. I'm, I'm I've been posting links to it up on there because yeah I um. I'm regularly doing some sketches, just um, basically sketching out 
ideas and things and I draw a lot of pictures that I think I feel I really feel have potential or you know it seems like every time I draw something on paper is there's lots of room for improvement it's just like you know I thought if I just spend a bit of time going over that again it could become something uh, really beautiful <laughs> but yeah uh, but uh, yeah I say that generally it's, it's a good habit to get into to draw something and spend a bit of time doing a second draft you know second drafts there that's that's something that i'm i'm starting to learn to enjoy because not only are they important but um it is it's quite hard to work it out so that it it, it just feels right when you're doing them i know this this to be the the case with the scripts that I'm writing, and that's that's a whole nother story. Damn you, Sharktopus! Well, it's very nearly time for me to send you all on your merry way. So, comic book club, don't forget about this. This is uh, this takes place the third Thursday of every month, seven p.m. to ten p.m. at the Goblets Wine Bar on Above Bar Street in Southampton. They have a Twitter. It's at uh, CBC Sutton as well as a Facebook page. Just look up Comic Book Club Southampton. Uh, there's also my website, belugatoons.com, B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. Uh, there's that. You can see a lot of my work on there. Uh, you can also go to belugatoons.redbubble.com for some merch. You'll be able to get uh, mugs, T-shirts, pillowcases and <laughs> iPhone cases all sorts of things yeah um i actually i ordered myself one of the travel mugs they're really good because they because they're really durable if you want one that's going to last then you got to go for red bubble red bubble red red bubble a red bubble that's the website yeah so uh, bluegatoons.com dot uh, no, yeah, and bluegatoons.redbubble.com Okay, thanks very much for listening. It's been great. Uh, Take care, everybody. And bye-bye.